Hi everyone, you're listening to the Health and Wellbeing Podcast. I'm Alison Mitchell, a practicing naturopath, and you can find me on naturopathnsw.com.au. These podcasts will feature discussions on various health conditions, health tips, and nutrition from a naturopathic perspective. Sometimes it's just me, sometimes I'm interviewing guests. All the time, I hope to share with you information on health and wellbeing with the aim to empower and educate. Please remember that all information is general and not a specific recommendation that replaces consulting with a practitioner. Please talk to your healthcare practitioner before undertaking any changes to your treatment regime. Hey everyone, welcome to this episode. Today I'm going to be talking with a physiotherapist who specializes in women's health and we've got some great content to talk about. It's all about tightness of the muscles in the pelvic floor and how this can affect all sorts of other conditions. So it's actually a really fascinating topic because I think that this is something that a lot of people don't know can happen that much and when people do experience tightness in this area quite commonly it gets a bit dismissed or it doesn't get brought up by other health practitioners so all the things that can occur in this area can actually have a widespread effect on the rest of the body in particular the conditions of the pelvis I first encountered the concept of hypertonicity when I was doing some of my uh, further research into my Um, conditions such as endometriosis because I'm quite interested in women's health in my clinical work and understanding the link between the tight muscles of the of the pelvic floor and how that can contribute towards various conditions such as PCOS or endometriosis or IBS is really really fascinating and one of the other areas that I feel like it's really important to address is something called vaginismus which is essentially vulval or vagina pain or the pain during intercourse and so this can be a real big issue for a lot of women but it's not something that actually gets commonly addressed for them so there is something that you can do about it and that's where the women's health physio comes in so I first started to see Brooke when I was pregnant with Lara and I wanted to make sure that all my pelvic floor area and my pelvis alignment and everything was in tip-top shape because I was really, really keen to have a natural birth after having to have an emergency caesar for for Ash. And Brooke was just a wealth of knowledge and, you know, got chatting with her about all these sorts of things because such such an area that I'm interested in and it's something that Brooke is also really passionate about as well. And Brooke's passion is to empower and educate other women and so I said come on the podcast Brooke and she said sure so we've got great content to share with you today so I can't wait for you to hear it all you will also get to hear baby Lara who has been born thankfully with a vaginal birth after cesarean or a VBAC so that was successful and I had written a blog post about that on my website naturopathnsw.com.au if you do want to hear about that and all the things that I did to try and help me achieve that and uh, yeah so you'll get to hear Lara as well and she's such a cute little bubby and she's going really really well I hope you enjoy this episode today so today I'm joined with Brooke Heil, who's a women's health physio in northwestern Sydney, and she has a special interest in the pelvis and all dysfunctions that can surround this area. 
She's worked in the maternity unit at Fairfield Hospital, as well as in private practice, and has been guided by some of the best women's health physios in Sydney, including Taryn Hallam and Jolene Murdoch. Brooke aims to empower women to feel confident in their bodies, to talk about the issues affecting them, and encourage all women to seek help when needed to allow them to reach their goals. So hi, Brooke. Hello. Thank you for having me. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm really excited about being able to share this information. So let's start. What is a women's physio and how is that different to a physio that most people would be familiar with? So as a women's health physio, we do cover all of the areas that other musculoskeletal and sports physios would cover. So we deal with issues of the hip, the pelvis, the back, those sorts of things. But we also deal with conditions specifically relating to women. So we might see them for pregnancy related pain like pelvic girdle pain, low back pain. We also see them for pelvic floor issues. So incontinence, prolapse and pelvic pain like hypertonic pelvic floor. Awesome. And so that's what we're going to be really getting into today is hypertonic pelvic floor. Because I think that's something that a lot of people don't really know of. No. People think about pelvic weakness. Mm -hmm. Very, very uncommon. And what a lot of people don't realize is you can have symptoms of incontinence but still have a hypertonic pelvic floor which most people don't realize they always think I've got a weak pelvic floor and that's why I'm incontinent so yeah big, so they go big topic kegel 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 yes. but that doesn't and really make it worse that. yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay so um, what are the, the symptoms that women would get with hypertonicity um, so there can be a lot of things that they can be experiencing I generally in my subjective questioning want to know a lot about a history of painful periods They may have had a history of falls onto their tailbone, which can cause their pelvic floor to really contract and tighten up. Um, They might have pain with intercourse, with use of tampons. (laughs) Bless you, Lara. (laughs) They might also have issues with their bowel motions. So a lot of women with hypertonic pelvic floor can have irritable bowel syndrome or gastrointestinal issues, which causes their pelvic floor to really tighten up. So they might have chronic constipation or diarrhea symptoms which can be contributing as well it's not always pain that they're coming in for so a couple of different different things yeah so that's that's really interesting because the lack of awareness of it would mean that the people could have these conditions and not get the right treatment for it for a long time because no one would be referring them appropriately because there's just not that knowledge yeah i was reading on gene hales institute the other day actually it generally takes about seven years for women to get diagnosed with pelvic-related conditions like polycystic ovaries and endometriosis. So, yeah. And then even longer, up to 10 years, for them to get appropriate treatment for it. So, It just seems to be such a lack, lack of balance between male and female health, doesn't it? Very much so. Yeah, that's a, that's a topic for a whole nother day. But yeah, <laughs> so that this is one of the reasons that we're doing this is to spread awareness. And so, if people think that they do have an issue in that area, mm-hmm. um, they, would the biggest clue be that they're unresponsive to un, other treatments? It it definitely can be, um, particularly if they're having uh, musculoskeletal injuries associated. I've had a big big area of that at work at the moment one lady in particular that I was seeing had just hip pain on one side ever since she was pregnant and she'd had a fall she was seeing another physio for 12 weeks no change Um, so when we spoke to her about it she'd had issues with pain with sex she'd had pain with tampons never able to use them 
when she did have her babies she tore significantly but that was never followed up on so when we did an internal exam we found that she was really really hypertonic through that left side pelvic floor the same side as her hip pain we released that and her hip pain settled significantly so a lot of the time yeah they don't respond to the traditional <laughs> traditional treatment modes and I haven't had much experience with it in other areas, but particularly in musculoskeletal injuries, definitely. Okay, yeah. So, what then? <laughs> so everyone can hear my little baby Lara having a little um, squeak in the back. <laughs> so what does the treatment usually involve when someone comes in for that? Um, yeah, <laughs> a lot of different things. So we take a really thorough history. Generally, the first session, we'll just be talking. Yep. We want to understand why it's hypertonic. Um, so we want to understand where it's coming from. It could be that they're not breathing appropriately and so they're really tight in their mid-back and that's putting more pressure through their pelvic floor, causing it to tighten up. So that initial, pardon me, history taking is really important. Um, and from there, we can sort of work out where we direct our treatment towards. So if they were a poor breather, then we teach them to breathe. If they do have issues higher up the chain with their thorax or lower down with their hips, we want to treat that first mm -hmm. rather than just jumping straight into the yeah. pelvic floor, which is very <laughs> uncomfortable. Um, so I'll try as much as I can to treat externally first, because a lot of the time, if you don't do that and you just target pelvic floor, you won't get the best result possible. Yep. Um, if there isn't anything else external, then yeah, obviously we'll start to look more internally at the pelvic floor and we might start looking at doing some releases through the area, some teaching of relaxation and cueing with breathing. Yep. Um, a lot of the time I'll use a real-time ultrasound or I have a machine called a Peritron which measures pelvic floor squeeze and resting pressure but you can also see the relaxation that happens when women can let go of their pelvic floor. So mm -hmm. training them into what it feels like to relax is really important. Ooh, important. Um, but also we can use things like a Swiss ball yep. to feel that relaxation happening. Yeah. I know when, when, cause I've had treatment with Brooke as well. And um, I found it really interesting using the ultrasound to actually see the muscles relax because you, you just don't know what's going on in that area. Really. You don't have that same sort of um, awareness of yep. those muscles. And so to actually see it take place on the ultrasound. So when you contract and then, um, and then when you relax and for me, it was like, and it's just not relaxing <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah but even yeah even with the peritron sort of seeing that there's all these numbers and then just watching the numbers go down and feeling what does that feel like to let it go and mm. same as the ultrasound machine seeing that drop that happens is mm. really helpful because otherwise yeah you don't know what it feels like it's like it's like biofeedback yeah yeah very helpful yeah so you're able to sort of get that um lesson for yourself there and then you can repeat it again afterwards yeah yeah um so just to um go backwards a little bit can you actually define what hypertonicity is yes so as the name would suggest it means that there is increased tone in a muscle so it could be for two different reasons it could be because it's really overactive and that's why it's tightened up the muscles of the pelvic floor or it could be that they're extremely weak and that's why they've tightened up so it could be for a couple of different reasons like some of the reasons that we spoke about earlier whether they've had a fall and so they've just tightened up in response to that and gotten overactive and tight um, or it could be a lot of significant weakness that they've just 
switched on to try and protect basically like to compensate for that yeah yeah Yeah. okay so now we were talking a little bit about the treatment before Mm -hmm. i think i think the the million dollar question is what does the internal treatment involve (laughs) yes so the million dollar question um internal treatment we treat the inside of the pelvis very similar to externally with muscles so If you go to see a physio for back pain, they might massage those tight muscles out and then teach you how to turn other muscles on. So in terms of pelvic floor treatment, we do do some internal massage. Um, Sometimes it involves finding trigger points and holding those positions while the woman breathes. Sometimes it's full releases. So not very pleasant. Um, Yeah. Yeah, it it, it, it can be quite painful when there's a trigger point anywhere but particularly in an area where there's a lot of extra nerve endings. Yes, it's very sensitive. Yeah. I often liken it, if you've ever had dry needling by a physio and that deep, achy feeling that you get in that muscle, it's very similar to an internal release. Yeah, and and similar to other massage, it can hurt a little bit afterwards, can't it? It like, can be a bit uncomfortable. Yeah. Usually in the first few sessions, we go a little bit more gentle just Mm -hmm. so that we can see how the body responds especially in women who might have a really strong emotional component there it can result in a lot of issues later so it's another reason why I try and treat externally as much as possible first Um, but yeah it's one of those areas you've got to be pretty careful with oh yeah I would imagine so because everyone's so different in that area too and then with something like hypertonicity and vaginismus then Mm that's going to be something that it's going to be really really hard to start with isn't it yeah Yeah. and it can be very scary for a lot of women as well particularly there's some women who have it who may have a history of abuse and so that's a very sensitive area for them so any form of internal work is always going to be quite difficult yeah but luckily you are so lovely that (laughs) a lot of women will feel more comfortable about it after yeah a lot of it it, comes down to how you approach the whole session and the explanation that you give the woman so yeah um just while we're on that topic about vaginismus Mm -hmm. um which is pain during intercourse Mm -hmm. um that's something that a lot of women get dismissed about when they see their doctors or not even really get told that there's an actual problem in that area Mm -hmm. um Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, definitely. Um, A lot of women that I've seen, as you said, they do get dismissed. It sort of tends to be a bit of a, oh, we'll go and have a glass of wine and relax and just do it, Mm, which is horrendous. Um, (laughs) Very horrendous. And that's why a lot of women just put up with it for such a long period of time. And from my experience, a lot of women don't tend to talk to their partners about it because they think it's a problem with them Mm. and it's not something that needs to be treated together. Mm. So it's a difficult, difficult area working out why it's there and why Mm. those muscles are turning on, just like normal hypertonic pelvic floor. But you've got to work with the partner as well and have that really open communication to make sure they know what's going on and they can appreciate what the woman is going through Mm. so that they can work together on finding what option works best for them. Um, I have spoken to a sex therapist in the past about it and she works a lot with partners on, with, you know, vulvodynia and um, lots of pelvic floor issues. And her big thing is that open communication and teaching the male what the female is going through Mm -hmm. and learning that, the experience of sex 
pardon me, is not about the end result of orgasm. It's about the process. And yes. so once the partners can work that out together, then it tends to be a lot smoother process. Yeah, for sure. Right. So is hypertonicity associated with other sorts of conditions quite commonly? Like, is there a link between conditions such as endometriosis and hypertonicity where they feed into each other or similar to that? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So um, a lot of women with endometriosis and particularly polycystic ovary syndrome tend to present with a hypertonic pelvic floor as well. Um, a lot of the time they can have other symptoms of painful periods. So I think that feeds into them really gripping on with their pelvic floor due to that pain. Mm. Um, and so I think that's why there's such a link between the two of them. There's also issues with women with irritable bowel syndrome because they're generally, if they have more of a constipation type issue, they're always pushing and straining. So their pelvic floor muscles start to really contract and work really, really hard and tighten up through mm. that process. Yeah. And I find it interesting as well how there's a real strong connection between the inflammatory component of some of these conditions and the hypertonicity as well. Because when you've got that um, tight muscle creating pain and you're getting the um, inflammatory response and that feeds into all those inflammatory chemicals into the rest of the area. Um, and as we know, endometriosis uh, particularly is a really inflammatory condition. So then that makes the whole condition worse. So for complex conditions such as that like I find it really valuable for women to see a, a women's physio um, because you've got to you can't, you've got to treat all of the parts of the jigsaw puzzle like it's not just one one component you can't just take hormone control or yeah. um, anti-inflammatories you've got to also deal with all those other factors yeah exactly it's like with other areas you don't just want to treat one symptom you want to treat the whole person and yeah. try and work out exactly what's causing the dysfunction in the first place so yeah. working together is definitely a big a big thing yeah yeah so hopefully like you know if you've got something like that then then you've got to be building a team around you that can deal with all of those issues definitely yeah so are there any exercises at home um, that women can do to help with hypertonicity? Yes, it's always, it is a tough, tough one, um, especially if they haven't been assessed in the first place. So I would always urge women get assessed first right. because like we were talking about, you don't know why they're hypertonic in the first place. So they might try and do all of these exercises, but they might not have a hypertonic pelvic floor. So it's not really going to be helping ah. them. Yeah, like um, you said, it might be the ribs or the yeah, breathing. it could be could be coming from somewhere else. But um, some of the exercises that I often like to do with women, hello, Miss Lara. <laughs> some of the exercises that I often will give to women or like women to be doing um, involves the Swiss ball. So just feeling for that relax and let go, which even women who need to work on turning on their pelvic floor need to work on letting go as well. It's just as important as the squeeze. So I like getting them seated on the Swiss ball so that you can feel the whole perineal area, the area of the pelvic floor and vagina, and just feel the pressure of the pelvic floor, not necessarily pushing or bearing down, but just oh, noticing oh. it there. Yep. And then feeling it as you breathe, just let go and relax. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of imagery can be really helpful for that. So when I'm describing pelvic floor, I often think of, you think of a creek with a pebble. If you drop the pebble down, there's a drop, and then there's all these ripples that come out of it. So that's sort of what a pelvic floor relaxation should feel like. Because when you when you turn on your pelvic floor, there's a squeeze and a lift. So the let go and relax should be the opposite. 
kind of effect. So thinking of that can really help or thinking of flowers opening up. Mm -hmm. That can be what you can imagine happening around the vagina itself. Mm -hmm. um, and just breathing exercises, child's pose is a really nice, a nice way to feel the pelvic floor relax and just breathe gently into it. Mm, nice. I remember doing the um, opening rows in my hypnobirthing class. Yes. Um, and then the other one that I learned was going down the elevator. Um, oh. That was a that was a good one for imagery for that. So like you you raise the elevator, like you go up 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 yep. to contract, and then you go down the floors and you lower each floor progressively. Oh, that's clever! I like that. <laughs> I might start using that one. So um, yeah, that's that's awesome. That's all inf awesome information and content. Um, do you think that? women really need to be talking about this more because like we've said before there's definitely a lack of awareness there definitely is i was reading the other day that um only 25 percent of women with pelvic pelvic pain or sexual dysfunctions actually seek help oh, for so their sad. conditions so i don't know whether it could be the fact that nobody talks about it or the women who have reached out for help haven't been treated effectively or well enough that makes them feel comfortable to continue on their treatment path yeah. um, but it is a really really big area that needs more communication about it more discussion and I think the more people talk about it the more open and safe women will feel discussing it yeah that's why it's really nice to be talking about it now <laughs> yeah. and hopefully urging Bless you hopefully urging women to discuss it Women's yeah. Health Week's coming up in two weeks, I think, so it's a nice time yes. to talk about it as well. Yeah. <laughs> well, probably by the time this podcast comes out, it'll be around that time. Beautiful. Nice. I think one of the reasons why a lot of women don't get treatment is because like, they're a little bit scared of the treatment itself. So mm -hmm. knowing what's, what it entails and what happens, and hopefully we've shed light on that with this podcast as well, that it's like, yeah, like it is a little bit awkward but <laughs> it's it's okay once it's done and then they you know you get it out of the way it's like ripping off a band-aid exactly isn't it? like you, exactly. You, you get it done um you get it sorted and then once once it's done you know you, you can enjoy oh, lack of pain mm -hmm. and um hopefully better sexual relationships as well and, and exactly because with with the vaginismus that we were talking about before that takes such a huge toll on people's relationships Definitely. and if it just gets dismissed or ignored then you know that can really deteriorate yeah i think it's sort of when you weigh up the options of having constant pelvic pain or not being able to have pleasant intercourse versus a few sessions working on release work despite being uncomfortable mm. for a better outcome i think it's Personally, I think it's best you get the treatment and then you work on everything to make sure everything else is, is covered and sorted and, yeah, as you were talking about, good relationships and better mental and emotional health down the track. Yeah, definitely. Um, okay. Is there anything else you want to add? No, I think that's covered most of it off. Awesome. So thank you again for joining me. Um, so if people want to get in contact, how can they do that with you? Um, so at the moment, I do have an Instagram page called Things Down There. Um, so I'm happy for anyone to send me messages on there and get in touch that way. Um, it's also got my booking page for work. So have a chat with me first and we can work out whether you need to come in for an assessment or not. Or if there's someone closer to you, then I'm more than happy to refer women there as well. Yeah. So, because you're based in um, the Western Sydney, Northwestern Sydney area, mm -hmm. but um, for people who are elsewhere, how can they find a women's physio? 
Um, on the Jean Hales Institute page, there are a series of posts about where women's health physios are located. Jean Hales. Okay. Jean Hales, yep. Otherwise, most GPs should be aware, hopefully. <laughs> um, not always the case, but Jean Hales is a great place to start, definitely. Okay, great. Alright, well thanks again. And um, do you think you'd like to come back on and talk about some other topics at a later date? I would love to. It's awesome. been fun. Yay! <laughs> Bye. Bye.